beep boop beep boop. That's the sound of video games. <laughs> that was terrible. But uh, in this episode, we're talking about Power Rangers video games. I'm Rhino. I'm Ken. And we are the Beep Boop Boop Podcast Rangers. Game over. everyone i hate myself and i am rhino one of two hosts uh always joined by ken i also hate you <laughs> uh video games am i right they always go the beep boop beepy that would be like what makes that noise besides betty boop nothing like a, a microwave sp- uh, like simon <laughs> yeah i guess i'm thinking of that's what we said we were doing this episode on, right? Simon, the Power Ranger. Yeah, Simon like color-coordinated buttons yeah. that you press. What were you growing up? Super Nintendo? I, I was a child. Oh, wow. I, w- I was a dog. I I we I was a... Uh, I, I still am. I, I guess I've always been a Nintendo family. I have PlayStation now, and then I have all the retro consoles still. I remember the Christmas when we got the regular Nintendo, and then... I remember the Christmas where we got the Super Nintendo, and that one lived at my grandparents' house. And I think it's because my uncle was still living at my grandparents' house, and he wanted, uh, like, he liked to get us those kind of gifts to, like, vicariously live through us. And so that one, always, I always associate that one with, like, after school at my grandparents' house. Basically, the Game Boy Pocket was the first Game Boy I had, not the regular Game Boy. I feel like this was maybe I had a was, big, chunky see-through one. Which I am, I am holding the big, chunky one in my hand. I found it at a yard sale one day with, I just was visiting my mom and she loves to go to like estate sales and yard sales and they had it and it came with a pouch of like 15 games and it was like $15. And I was like, uh, yes, please. The dot matrix screen is really hard to see on it, but I, I you know what all that matters to me? Tetris is like therapy, so I love to play it. So I have... I, you know, I've got I got like the Time Force Game Boy Color game, thinking it will go work in the classic Game Boy, and it doesn't. Oh. Um, so <laughs> I have like a DS, and I have, like I said, I have the 3DS, and I have the other thing, so uh, the Switch. But I, I seem to always have one console off. Well, so those the, the color games will work in ones that come after it, and like the Super Game Boy thing that you can get for your Super Nintendo. Um, Oh, like the, okay. So Game Boy Advance will play Game Boy Color and regular Game Boy games. It's just they they stick out. I was never big into any of the Game Boy games except for Tetris because Game Boy for me is just uh, even younger and this being that age of where that's what it was. Why would I play Game Boy when I can play Super Nintendo and it's such a I can see what it is. I felt like Game Boy was always so just like every game is exactly the same. It's not as intuitive, you know. What it comes down to like is what you have um, like kids who didn't have a TV in their room to play video games or like parents who like would limit their time that way. Or if you were like me um, going to my dad's every weekend, uh, uh, we had it with you and he would, he would say like, well, we don't have a console. You're not going to carry your consoles, but also he would spend a lot of the time driving places. So I'd be in the passenger seat and just bored out of my mind. So he had gotten a game boy for me to essentially keep me complacent. Um, and he, <laughs> went on a road trip and like to he had bought a a Game Boy Advance for one of his co-workers kids and he's like they already got him one so he threw it at me (laughs) and so that's how I got a Game Boy Advance it like hit me in the head Um, (laughs) but uh, so I just 
there's one of those things about like growing up playing a Game Boy uh, through the light of street lights, like as the sun is setting. It oh, is yeah. very like, uh, I don't Romantic. know, nostalgic for me, but also yeah. like explains my eyesight. So growing up, it was always I'm the youngest of uh, multiple kids. So it was always my brother is the one who would pick the video game console for a little bit. He uh, he would pick the Nintendo first. So like we had a uh, regular NES. And then mm-hmm. when Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis were coming out and kind of competing back and forth, and that was like the you're one or the other, whereas yours, your family chose Super Nintendo. He wanted Mortal Kombat with the blood. So we got a Sega Genesis. But it wasn't until I was in probably middle school that I got a an N64. And that's when I kind of got back into being like a Nintendo child. Um, since then, I've had every Nintendo console that they've made. And then when I was able to have kind of expendable income, I would just buy every console so because i'm i'm done with crazy well i'm done having like console exclusives and not being able to like play games that i want to play so i just purchase all of them i think this next generation coming up is the one where i'm kind of kind of like hold off a little bit my sweet spot is like that classic side scroller and then Mm -hmm. like i loved i loved the spider-man uh, game for PlayStation 4, and I love. I, I really enjoyed the uh, Star Wars Fallen Order, the Star Wars Jedi game. So what's your history with the Power Rangers video games? Well, I, I oddly enough, I didn't have any of them growing up. I knew they existed, and I wanted them because I, I had a friend. I mean, we're still friends. I didn't have him. Like, we're still good friends today. He basically, his parents, like, got him kind of anything and everything and so he had the the like the first like the mighty Morphin power rangers super nintendo game the first one not the not the movie version mm-hmm. and that i would whenever i'd like go over or sleep over the house we'd like play it a little bit and i'd be like oh this is so cool why don't i have this game but you know games are expensive and we didn't have a lot of money growing up or anything like that so it wasn't really something i could i felt like every time i would say hey can i have a video game they'd be like are you insane and now that i'm older i am like man I don't know how much they were when we were kids, but $60 for a video game. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. But uh, some of them on Super Nintendo were more than that, too. Like there are yeah. certain titles that were $80 when they came out. Oh, my goodness gracious. That is insane. Like Earthbound and a couple others were $80 like MSRP. I also went to daycare. I want to say the day at daycare, they had a Sega and they had the fighting edition that that first mm-hmm. version of it. And when I did have Nintendo 64, I bought the Lightspeed Rescue game. I have a lot of these games now, but those, yeah. that's the ones I pretty much I played when I was younger for sure was like the original Mighty Morphin and not to an extent either, which is crazy. So I've never like beaten these games or anything. I don't know. I feel like I have the attention span and like uh, a better ability for some of these things and then a worse ability for some of the other ones, like going back and playing some of these and some of the other games that we were talking about before we started recording. I'm just like how I remember beating this, but I don't know how I beat this before because it's just driving me up a wall. But also not being able to save the way you can save nowadays, you know, is just kind of like if you didn't hit a save point and it was time to go, you kind of screwed yourself out of eight hours of a game. <laughs> like, well, I remember my brother would leave the the Genesis on while he was at school because he would start playing while we were getting ready and then we would go to school 
and he couldn't save, so he would just leave it on, come back, and then he would he would keep playing. Or he did the same thing with the Nintendo when he was playing like um, some of the other stuff. But I feel like consoles now, like they would just like catch fire. Uh, so I didn't. I don't think I owned any of these when I was younger either. Um, I definitely played them. The the neighbor kid who always got like the toys, like he had all of, like the weapons and stuff, like the play weapons and the, the all the Zords and everything. Um, he he was essentially like the the rich kid whose parents bought him all this stuff. He had the video games, and I remember playing them. We did rent the fighting edition. Um, when we went to my cousin's house, but it's one of those weird things. Like they just live next door to a video store. So they were like, Oh, we can rent a video. We paid for it, but then we had to go home at the end of the night. So they just kept the video to return. And I was like, well, why did we pay for it? Cause we're not going to get to keep playing. Yeah. What but, the heck? <laughs> just um, like- I played a bunch of the other ones and then I went to a wedding in Canada and, and my friend and I, um, he had a bunch of the Sega CD stuff. And we played the the Sega CD Power Ranger Mighty Morphin game, which is uh, trash. Garbage. I, I didn't even know it was a thing until I saw it in your slideshow. So let's 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 go over to your slideshow, I guess. And okay. uh, let's start at the beginning. Right. And I, I'm not surprised that some of these exist, uh, but there are ones where I'm just like, wow, there's a lot more than I thought there were. Yeah. Like I not realize there were three different different Zio games. I didn't realize there was uh, a Wild Force game either. So Mighty Morphin. So like the the Genesis and the Super Nintendo are are very close to identical. The graphics are probably just a little bit different because like the like there's just something visually that's a little bit off when I was looking through screenshots. Mm-hmm. Um, just for point of reference, the the slides that we're looking at is just me compiling a couple screenshots parsed through Google. Um, of the different platforms. So that's what we're kind of like referring to. Um, the, the Game Boy one I did play at one point, uh, but not for very long. It, it's it's very similar to like the old Ninja Turtle arcade, or not arcade, the Ninja Turtle-like Game Boy games. Mm-hmm. The character is much larger. You don't see much around the sides of the screen, whereas if you compare it to the the Super Nintendo or the Sega Genesis one, the the sprite for the character is much smaller and you get to see much of the, more of the area game boy it's different they they focus more on like being able to see the character but it's super hard to tell which ranger it is um and just i, I didn't even know there was a mighty morphin game for for game mm-hmm. boy until we started doing this for the for, for like the original game boy i mean yeah i didn't realize there was a game gear version of this one um no i know which it looks fine. Like the, I remember there was uh, a kid who had a Game Gear, um, and he would bring it around with him all the time. Um, batteries were always dead, but uh, he would have that thing like tied to the hip. But um, I mean, it looks it looks fine. It looks like a really nice like handheld version of Power Rangers. I'm not sure play wise. The Game Gear games that I did play when I was younger, it was like super slow. Like playing Sonic the Hedgehog on that uh, was abysmal. But I'm sure of, of like a beat em up is probably fine, but to get to the Sega CD, all right, to give you kind of an idea of this, uh, it is essentially taking clips from the show and you know what quick time events are Rhino and like video games now where you press the button that's flashing on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, you're essentially doing the same sort of thing. It's uh, very similar to like Dragon's Lair uh, or Space Ace, like the the Don Bluth games that like you saw in Stranger Things. I think when they're in the arcade. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like that. Um, you're just essentially like 
quote unquote, like interacting with what you're seeing on the screen. Uh, so you feel like you're in charge of the action, even though we've seen this, these clips before, like, you know how it's going to play out. So when you, you mess up the buttons, it just plays like a fail state screen. Um, but you're essentially, it's a game built on quick time events. That's a lot of what Sega CD games were that were not, um, like actual like video game, video game stuff. They wanted to utilize the CD technology and have a lot more like video in there. Uh, so you would get things like this for a lot of different, uh, companies, but not super impressive. Uh, just kind of one of those kitschy things that existed. Not very gamey, I guess. I, I didn't really know anybody that had Sega CD though, or anybody that talked to it. Maybe if they had it, they didn't. They didn't talk about it. It was like Fight Club. Then we move on to the movie game, which this is one of those ones where the Super Nintendo version is a little bit more expensive uh, to get like a decent copy. Um, I remember like I've passed on um, like cheaper copies, but the the actual like sticker is either ripped up or someone's name's written on it or something like that. Um, but I have a pretty nice copy right now, which is it has that nice like white ranger sticker on it none of these really have plot either so far that's why we haven't really talked about it either it's power essentially ranger. just like power ranger like you're the teen you pick your ranger you're the teenager and you morph at some point and fight you know fight through putties until you fight a monster and then so on and so forth in different backgrounds the super nintendo one has the the white ranger on it and it's from the show the genesis version has the movie poster with the helmets on the profile oh i don't i don't think i have that actually the genesis version interesting i'll have to keep um, an eye out for that this was the one i like a little bit more than the regular mighty morphin super nintendo game it just seems more refined and yeah. um much more approachable well, and it's got it's what it, what's cool is it's like it's telling the story of the show so it's got like the lord zed putties and then it also has like Rocky, Adam, and Aisha, right? And then, yeah. and then it's got like Ivan who's shows up in it and stuff, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, so this is the one I think I'm most familiar with, just in terms of like the retro games. Told, told in a similar style as the first yeah, one. Yeah. I, I always think about it as the Ninja Turtles arcade game because it's like moving down the street. You're either on the top level or the lower level, you know, and you're fighting the yeah. foot soldier until it's you like get a to standard kind of like double dragon brawler. Exactly. Like beat yeah. them up. We got another Game Boy one. Again, they're playing with like the the grayscale sort of more with this, uh, but still really hard to see what's happening. But you can see they're doing a little bit more detail. I think from what I can gather, they're in the ninja suit in this one. Um, and then the Game Gear one with straight this up. Is what video, isn't this crazy? This is what like video games used to be being like, I, I don't know, kind of looks like this, kind of looks like that. that. Well, it's like a like try to think of like the Tiger Electronic stuff, like. Which they just re-released a bunch of those. I don't know if you're you remember. Are you talking but... about the handheld games that were yeah. literally like the the beep boop? Yeah, like the beep, LCD boop. screens. Yeah, because I I have the I had that Power Ranger one, and it was like you know Goldar would be up here, and he'd f- jump down the mountain at you, and then back up on the mountain, and then jump down to the mountain. At you. All right, so if we bounce forward, we got the Fighting Edition, which again this is the one I played a little bit of uh, when I rented it at my cousin's house and they made us pay for it. I just remember we played the fighting edition and it was, I was upset that it was a fighting game and not a beat em up. Well, that was, that was why I didn't like the Sega version because I associate the fighting edition with Sega. But again, fighting game, I like older fighting games. I'm terrible at, um, 
Street Fighter 2, like Mortal Kombat, like I remember growing up, the reason my brother choosing that getting a Sega Genesis, like I was upset um, because I was like, well, we can't play Mario World. All right. So we are moving on to the Zeo games, which again, I was totally unaware that there were three Zeo games. I don't I even know. There were two. I did. I, I think I knew that there was a the the cart racer thing. I yeah, um, I knew the I knew the uh, motorcycle game. So the battle uh, racers, bad, battle ra- battle racers, um, Zeo battle racers, uh, which I I knew about this just because of the cover because it had the Gold Ranger on it, and I always thought that was kind of cool. But I was like, it's a racing game. I'm not, yeah. and it's also there's no them. Mario's in the carts. Um, <laughs> But it's that's what it looks like. It looks like a, a Mario Kart sort of thing, except they're either in carts or on motorcycles. Um, the cool thing about this one in looking through the screenshots is like the the bad guys, like the putties from that season are the like you can choose to play as them, too, which Excuse is me. Neat. Do you not know what they're called? The cogs? Yes. <sighs> I didn't want to make a mistake. How uh, but Zeo Pinball, I was oblivious to did not know this was the thing pinball games i feel like were popular with a certain type of people but they're this it's not unheard of they were like like i I have a friend who basically was like oh yeah star trek pinball and i was like what like what it's definitely on newer consoles like and reproductions of older like midway arcade games that existed are neat um but now you have companies that are doing uh like Essentially, you buy the the game outright and then you can add tables to it and they have a ton of licensed properties. So there's it's neat there, especially in our time of quarantine. You're not really going out to play pinball machines right now. But I the idea of like video pinball is strange to me. I, I just I for me, the big thing with pinball is that that actual feeling of the ball and the yeah. and the stuff like when you tap the button, you know, I like tactile nature. That's not um, what I was looking for. Uh, and then we have Zeo versus the Machine Empire, which I was unaware existed. This is like a PC. Uh, Wait, is, is the the pinball game was just on PlayStation, right? I believe so. Yeah. OK, OK. Um, That's probably why I was I didn't follow PlayStation very much in the beginning, but go on. Sorry. Um, so this is it was on the PC, it was on Macintosh, and I think it was on there's another weird console. It's not a console, it's a computer um, that we didn't have in America, I don't believe. The Pippin is what it is, which the the graphics on this are pretty decent for that time period. And like it looks a little bit better than a PlayStation game. Uh, for the time and it's um, what it's doing is if you find any of the other uh, screenshots Rhino it's it looks very close to like how Mortal Kombat um, would do that kind of like roto it's not rotoscope yeah it's rotoscoping like the characters Mm. Uh, so but it looks like suit actors so they're essentially it looks like you're looking at just actual characters like actors in the suits who are doing the actions. They did a Batman game that same way. I think it was the Batman and Robin game or Batman forever was the same sort of style. Um, So it looks neat, but again, didn't know it existed. Definitely didn't have it on the PC or uh, the Pippin. You didn't have a Pippin. Wow. You were really deprived as a kid. Um, But uh, speaking of deprived, 
I did not have Lightspeed Rescue. Oh my! But friend. that's probably uh, a better thing. I remember getting this game, and I still have it somewhere. I just remember not enjoying it, thinking that it was way too. It was for like preschool kids, not like even <laughs> even though I was fifteen, I was still like, this is not for anywhere close to a fifteen. The video footage like makes seven. it seem so aimless and like not. Yeah intuitive for what it is um and they also made a game boy color one which that's probably the better one of these because it's just like a side scrolling like platforming beat-em-up game the thing you're going to notice coming up is um i think around like the disney era that's coming up in a little bit is going to be them pumping out games in this very same style and only for the the handheld Mm -hmm. nintendo consoles so Time Force has three different versions. Uh, this the the PlayStation version does look very similar to that Lightspeed Rescue one, even down to the font utilized on the health bar at the bottom. So it's it seems like it's that same setup, like just a character like action thing. I've never played the PlayStation one. I don't know if you did. Yeah, I actually have. Uh, I didn't have a PlayStation, but I I got it like used or something like that. I, I think it's the yeah, because my friend had a PlayStation and she really liked Time Force and stuff. So we got it and then we like played it a couple times. I think the problem with a lot of these games is they're not really in touch with the storyline of the show. So it, it feels very it's not what you want, you know, as a as a fan of the show. You're, you're very like, OK, well, it's the suits, but it's not really anything to do with it. Is this it? was the first set of games where the actual descriptions for these said that one of these games is closer to the events of the show. So on the the slides that I've provided Rhino it says PlayStation, Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance. And I have pictures for each of those. The they specifically went out of their way to say the Game Boy Advance one has more in line to do with the show than the other versions of the game, which Mm -hmm. I thought was interesting. Like they took more care with just the side scrolling platformer Uh, that definitely has a little bit more detail than the Game Boy Color one. Um, The Game Boy Color one looks like pretty much every side scrolling beat em up that you've ever seen on a Game Boy Color. Uh, If you've ever played any of like the Spider-Man games, anything like that, very similar. Uh, Whereas the Game Boy Advance, you have a little bit more in terms of like the way uh, like different power ups, different health bars, um, things like that. So that would be one I would be interested to look into. But I didn't know that there was a PC version for Time Force, uh, let alone know that it was a shooting gallery game. I love that the 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 shooting gallery like clip of it. It looks like it's from the um, oh my gosh movie madness episode. Mm-hmm. So it like still follows it a little bit, I guess. But yeah. it's weird that they would choose to make this like Power Rangers shooting game, I guess. Yeah. But also everything wants to be Goldeneye at this point too. So mm-hmm. um, I like the characters are just like cartoon illustrations, but like, yeah no legs on some of these ones that are hiding behind things, but um, I don't know. Pretty neat. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, unique, because I think this is the first one we've seen of that. Probably the last. Uh, and then here's your Wild Forest Game Boy Advance game. I think Game Boy games just didn't do it to me. But again, like I said, because it was like, I know they can't be much, like our console games were giving us so much more. And so it was kind of like, I know they can't really be too much, especially for Nintendo. I know they struggled with that for a while. The The Wild Force game is the type of Game Boy Advance game that I remember was prevalent 
during that generation and i hated those where it's a uh it's not quite isometric where like you think like a zelda game where you're completely over the head like that's your standard like isometric like world exploration one Mm. so you're going into levels in in these games and it's kind of like off to the side but overhead uh and you're navigating these levels that way and fighting people. So it's essentially trying to emulate a third person, uh, like third person perspective action game that you would find on a regular console, like PlayStation or N64. Um, just not well, like the Tony Hawk games would do the same sort of camera angle on the game boy advance. Yeah. Uh, and I remember I hated them. Dragon Ball Z also had stuff like this. Um, but it's, those were ones where as soon as I would look at the back of the box and be like, Oh, this, nope, I'm done. This is where we get into the other, like what I was saying, like the handheld Nintendo consoles for these. So you have Ninja Storm, um, which goes back to that side scrolling uh, beat em up. Um, not much to say about it. Uh, it's when we get into Dino Thunder, where you have a side scrolling beat em up handheld one. But you wait, also was have- Ninja Storm just for Game Boy Advance too? There might have been. So this is the weird thing. I when researching it, there's video clips that people have of PlayStation ones, but I can't find any concrete information on it if it was actually ever released or if they just have like early versions of it, because there's video footage of the, the different Ninja Storm Rangers, but I can't find any like sort of like box art and things like that. Um, so it could have, but I I did not find it in the short time I was looking through this stuff. We had been talking prior to recording this that I've been buying a lot of like PlayStation two games. And I was like, Oh, there's a Dino Thunder game. And I was like, I would kind of play that. And then I found out what it is and I don't want to play that. Um, So if you are unaware, it is essentially you are playing as the Zords or the characters in the Zords throughout the entire game. There's no like in person. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, which is is kind of a bummer. It does have like a lot of cutscenes from the video footage I've seen. Um, I have this with, game like, with full models and stuff. Jason David Frank is not doing the voice of Tommy in this, but it seems to have a lot of voice acting for a game that you would assume would just be for kids like this. I just, I remember that's just not really enjoying it either. Being like, I got it again, and I was like, oh, again. I was like, why is it so hard to make a good Power Rangers video game? Like <laughs> the the side scrolling handheld game is the other one where I think that would probably be a little bit more fun to play. And then we get into SPD, which that has just the handheld one. Which the screens for any of these, if you look into them, all look very very similar. The only thing that changes is whatever the um, patroller villains are or the rangers on screen um that's the only thing that's really outright changing the backgrounds almost seem to have less detail than the original game boy games for like the movie game like if we're looking at this spd one it looks super generic all right so the next one that we're talking about is the one that i'm a bit more familiar with uh just in terms of like we had talked about how you decided like you were going to buy a game that you maybe weren't necessarily familiar with, but you just had the money or something like that. I think that's what you did with Light Seed Rescue. Super Legends was, this was the game that came out for the anniversary of that. And I remember they were coming out with figures for that anniversary too. So I think I was getting really back into Power Rangers a lot more. 
Um, so I was like, well, yeah, I'll definitely play a game. And it looked decent. Like it's, it's very much like a side scrolling, like, uh, brawler, but you got access to all these different teams of Rangers. So it was essentially like you were playing one of the specials that you would get on the anniversary season, uh, things. So, um, I think we had talked previously about how, uh, it had been planned to come out on different consoles. Mm -hmm. Um, I had gotten a PS2 way after the fact and owned maybe like two games like Shadow of the Colossus and something else. But this was one of the other games that I ended up purchasing. And I remember having to track it down. I went all the way across like New Hampshire to try to find a Toys R Us that actually was carrying it the week that it came out. Um, but it's it came out on PlayStation 2 and DS. Uh, I've never played the DS one. You were just recently playing the DS one. I sure was right before we Today. started recording. Yep. The interesting thing with this is you're essentially playing the SPD Omega Ranger, but I don't think it's the normal Omega Ranger from the sh- season, like because it's a little bit more armored. Um, like it looks just different enough, um, but you're essentially jumping through time and galaxies to go to these different uh, eras with different ranger teams and you're playing uh, or choosing to play as one or two of whatever that season was. Um, They kind of like cherry picked who they were going to uh, put in the game. Um, I think you were looking when we were taking a break at what teams were on or like what were skipped. There was more in the console version than there were in the DS version. But it's it's interesting because I think like the, the rosters are not the same. Like you might get the same teams, but you don't get the same Rangers that were on the the consoles separately, um, which I thought was interesting. That's why I'm kind of like looking back because while my nephew has my PlayStation 2, I'm just going to see if you can send me my copy of Super Legends or if I just want to buy it again. Um and then maybe look for the DS one because just to kind of compare. But it is very much like this kind of uh, almost shattered. Well, I can grid. tell you, I got the DS one for $20. The price tag is still on it. <laughs> um, the we were saying like the the kind of idea is very similar to Shattered Grid or what Shattered Grid would end up becoming. Well, it's just, it, yeah, because it was essentially like a, a, a time uh, variance kind of occurs and there's this other uh, the Guardian is what it's called uh, in the DS version at least that is is watching over all of these things and allows um, allows the Omega Ranger to travel to the different eras of Power Rangers through the Hall of Legends or something like that. Mm. The DS version I know the villain he's after is, is Grum. Um, Gluto starts the series of events from Time Force so it does start with a time regularity and then um, it's Zed uh, reverted back to his evil form in the PlayStation and the PC version. I I got back into Power Rangers around this era. So I was like, this is great. Um, and it was like a discount title when it came out. So uh, I was a pretty big fan of this. It's not going to be groundbreaking um, for anybody who has played a similar type of game. It was just finally cool to see a Power Rangers game that was doing a little bit more with story stuff. And it was original story stuff uh, versus whatever loose adaptation we would have gotten in prior games. Yeah. And it, it like I was reading about it. It says that it basically like the interesting thing about it is it was to- it was a story told in a creative way where it didn't contradict any element of the Power Rangers history. Um, and in the story, basically, as time healed itself, the Rangers forgot about their interactions. So it's, it is it is kind of that 
it, it is it, it's one of those where you're like hmm, shattered grid video game maybe hmm? trying to do that i digress because you're gonna start going downhill a little bit more uh, i thought this was it I, I i mean well no i lied i didn't think this was it because i literally own one of these other ones too um so the next up is Samurai uh, for the Wii, the Xbox 360, and the DS. Um, I didn't realize the Wii version of this existed, and I'm pretty sure the Wii version is probably the better of the two console ones proper versus the handheld. Um, because- I imagine if it's a lot of sword. I know what I'm about to say. I'm let, imagine if it's a lot of sword play, the, the ability to use the, the, the Wii remote. So, well, the other option with this also is it's a very standard like art uh, character action game. So like you're moving around the the world um, as like a third person perspective. But I'm assuming you get to use the analog stick uh, with the Xbox 360 version. The reason I never played it uh, was because it was a connect exclusive game. So if you're are you familiar with what the Xbox Connect is? It's like the the video, the camera that watches the motion you camera. So game, right? you would have to do whatever you were doing in this. And so you wouldn't necessarily have like direct control over the analog stick. Um, and I remember being kind of like bummed about having a Power Rangers game for the better, like more powerful console, but then essentially just like morphing it into this other thing uh, that is not conducive to what I would want Power Rangers to be. Um, so, and this was around that same time where they were trying to, Microsoft was trying to do a lot more like connect exclusive things because they were trying to like prove that proof of concept with that thing, uh, Mm -hmm. much to the chagrin of everybody else. But, and then you had a 3DS game or not a 3DS, just regular DS game. So like your dual screen, um, where it looks like you have the, uh, like, um, spin thing at the bottom, um, like for power-ups, and then it's just a character side-scrolling, beat em up up at the top. Um, but it's it's weird to look at a multi-platform sort of style game or uh, a title that's across multiple platforms, and the Wii is probably your standout version, because usually that is not the case. All right, and then we're getting into Megaforce, Super Megaforce. The Super Megaforce seems like it's similar in terms of the uh, Super Legends, where you're playing as the different Rangers from different teams, uh, like the show, um, but uh, you probably got more in the way of entire teams. I'm just not sure what the teams would have been. And then for regular Megaforce, it just looks like a standard like action uh, game. And this is going back to that kind of like upper level, lower level brawler that you were looking at in the Super Nintendo version that you said mm-hmm. was similar to Ninja Turtles. I'd be curious to go back to the Super Megaforce just to see if it's any good. The next one uh, I definitely purchased, uh, I think the day it came out, um, it's yep. going back to that same arcade style uh, brawler for Mega Battle, which is essentially another Mighty Morphin game. Um, this came out, I think, like 2016, 2017. This was on, uh, you get on Xbox One, PlayStation 4. Um, yeah, because that's what I only have PlayStation 4, so that's why I was like, eh. I mean, I, I have all those other retro ones, but I mean, modern. Yeah, this is uh, was like their kind of like first like modern foray into like a console game. Um, it's a four I think it was player. Like Ten bucks or something like that. This is fifteen, I think. Um, but there was, I'm trying to remember if there was DLC for this or not, or if they just included it. Um, I well, I'm seeing pictures of the White Ranger, and when I mm-hmm. played 
there was not a White Ranger. So I, I wonder if it some of that me. also might be pre-order stuff because I do know that I had access to certain Rangers uh, from the the start um, just because I had it pre-ordered a little bit. Um, but very cartoony. Uh, they have like kind of like bigger heads, um, thinner like. Um, comic book style body uh there's a lot of neat kind of cut scenes where it's just the this style artwork um but four players and i think this might be one of the first times where you can have four players on a power rangers game at the same time mm-hmm. um so think of like the the actual legit ninja turtle arcade game where you could have four play- people playing at the same time um but you have all of your Mighty Morphin characters, and then you have some really neat uh, Megazord battles later on. Um, but this does have the standard original Rangers uh, and the Green Ranger, and then you also have your uh, other Rangers that replaced your red, yellow, and black, um, and then the White Ranger. So not only would the... Uh, like, Because there would be essentially like your character and like voice would change for your actions throughout the game. So like if you were playing as Adam, like the voice would be slightly different while you were fighting. Um, because you, I don't think you were ever out of your suit. I don't believe. Yeah, actually now I can't remember that. Uh, but I, I do really, I liked this game. It was, it's very simple. So the price you're, you're paying for what you're getting, essentially, mm-hmm. it's a very simple arcade style beat em up game. Like you said, um, that just kind of goes through, but it, it's got like some random sound effects from the show that are good but it's like eh, but it's not like they could have used more of that but it's like i don't know what line they were tiptoeing and why they didn't but right or if it's not anybody's original sounds or something i remember like not seeing a bunch of about this before it came out and then like the couple weeks prior to release it was like oh this is coming and i've heard not a ton of people talking about it after the fact or like what this company is doing since Um, well this is my this is this was like my sweet spot of the game like the gameplay and how you play i was like okay i really enjoy this i wish there was more to it like more innovation to it than there is (laughs) but uh i i think it's a fun it, 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 I, I think it's an, it was enjoyable. You'll you'll yeah. beat it really quick, but it was uh, not really quick. It might give you like well, it depends how long you play it's, video games. It's a longer time. game for like a, a brawler like this, but yeah. Um, then we get into Legacy Wars, which I wasn't going to include this because it's not a console thing, but I think it's important for where we're going to go for the the kind of like last slide here. Um, but Legacy Wars is a phone game, so it's on iOS, Android. Um, And it's essentially like rangers and villains fighting each other, um, like a straight up fighting game. Usually it's think it's like three on three versus battles you against somebody else. Um, But a lot of it is kind of that um, gotcha mechanic where like you are randomly getting certain characters or you're like funneling in microtransaction money to get characters that you would want. Um, So I'm not a huge fan of that stuff and I don't really play games on my phone. Um, but the thing I thought was interesting with this one, um, the roster is kind of, or was always like ever expanding. Um, as of July, 2020 legacy wars has 88 characters consisting of Rangers, allies, villains, and guests. Uh, these 88 characters include 15 premium characters, uh, currently has nine megazords, but some of those guest characters are Ryu and Chun-Li from street fighter, uh, which, um, 
what's that? Is it Black Sun? What's the Bat in the Sun? Bat in the Sun. So they did a they did a short for this where it was like uh, the Power Rangers and uh, the Street Fighter characters. But looking at just some of the images for this of the amount of characters in here is insane. But again, I wish it was kind of in a, a different style game uh, or on a console with that many I, characters. Yeah, I just I've never been a fan of like I, I'm not saying they're not valid or anything like that. I've just never been a fan of the uh, of playing on the phone. I need the button presses and stuff like that. And <laughs> modern day, we're like swiping certain directions and everything. I just I can't. I'm not. I'm not good with it. Well, so I, I was never really into it. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting that like you go from looking at a roster like this to our next game, which is um, Battle for the Grid, which is the the proper console version of the same style. Uh, this launched with such a small roster. And I remember I, I uh, pre-ordered this uh, directly through the website to get some of the bonus stuff. Um like the, I think like that's how you got the original Pink Ranger, and you got the. I think that's how you got the skin for Tommy yeah. suit or something too. So this launched, and I think it only had uh like, I want to say like seven or eight like characters. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I definitely don't think it was more than that. And it was like a twenty dollar game, but the there has been support for this after the fact. Um, you could have ordered it with the kind of collector's edition which included the pass which only added three characters and then the free character that they included was the blue uh 2017 movie um and then i think the uh trini and the black dragon armor is some of the other ones um Mm. so they've done seasons after this they're currently in i think their third season pass with this well they added the narrative wasn't really in there in the beginning yeah so that was neat too like it just had a standard like arcade like ladder thing going and then the online stuff the online uh was not great to start they've since changed that um and they've started doing like tournaments for this which is surprising that there's this much support for it given the small roster um but they also added in the story stuff. And then later on, they added in voice acting for the story stuff, uh, which is essentially where we're getting the, the shattered grid. Um, however, well translated that is, um, I think the cutscenes are neat. They're fine. Um, you're getting more of your track on stuff. Um, I just would rather play like a full on game with shattered grid. Uh, yeah. but this is probably one of my favorite, like, just fighting games because it's easy to pick up and play. Um, my friends who aren't in super super into Power Rangers, um, if you have Xbox Game Pass, this is on Game Pass, so it's just included. Like you can give it a try, uh, included with your subscription. Um, you won't get like some of the DLC characters, um, but you'll get enough of the ones that you would probably want. Especially like non super fans of Power Rangers will get to play as like Tommy or or the Red Ranger, what have you. Um, but it's it's interesting. Like it's it's just kind of a neat one off thing um, that they've continued to support, and I think they're going to continue to support it. There's a collector's edition that was done through Limited Run Games that had a like came with coins, and on the morpher, like it was a steelbook, there were magnets, so like you could replace the coin on the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're doing, and I know people are upset about this, but they're doing another physical release uh, this year, which is coming with another season pass which has i think they advertised it with uh the samurai red ranger um 
oh, I can't remember her name. Lauren. Lauren, which I I literally just finished rereading Shattered Grid because uh, we were supposed to record that today, but we didn't. Um, this is r- another episode of Rhino Says We're Doing Something, and then we don't do it. I just don't want to do comics two weeks in a row. It's fine. It's fine. But I didn't remember Lauren's name, but uh, she's going to be one of the characters that's in the next season. Um, I don't know. It's cool. Like, I hope they continue to support it. I don't know how like the legs on me playing this will be uh, unless they add like a huge, huge roster. I feel like I find I've had uh, it had issues at the launch. A lot of people had trouble downloading the digital copy if you bought ahead ahead of time. And I bought like two versions of this. And I'm telling you, one of them never downloaded because I I bought it because I was traveling nonstop. So I was like, well, I'll buy it on the switch. But I know I want to play it at my house. Like I'm too lazy to plug my switch. in, so I I was like, well, I want to play it on the PlayStation, too, and take it on the switch. And I travel, you know, for a game that's twenty dollars and games are normally 60 bucks. I was like, well, I'll buy it on. I'll buy it on both and then I can play it wherever I want to play. Cause if somebody comes over, we'll play on the PlayStation or something. And I had never ended up getting my switch version of it to download correctly. So I, mm. I lost my money on that. Um, but I, my, my PlayStation one, I bought the special edition of this and I feel like none of that content ever showed up with it. And I know they did have difficulties when they were launching. So it, that whole thing kind of turned me off to it. Um, and like, I appreciate it for what it w- is and I'm glad it's still going. It just feels to me like it's just constantly like, I, I don't know. I, w- I wanted something more coherent. I wish that I, even if they went back and did like, okay, well it's going to be mighty Morphin power Rangers, the video game. And it starts at day of the dumpster. And they were like, well, let's do the boom studios version. And we'll just like, I kind of retell the journey of the power Rangers and where they get to Rita. And like that game ends when Lord Zed shows up and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. to be continued next game. I don't care if you're retelling the story. We already know. I want to be the Rangers. So it's like, I want to face challenges and maybe mighty Morphin probably wasn't a great example. You know, like lost galaxy might be, might've been a good one because that has like different story elements, different big bads that come up. You have quests that you have to do. You have to find these things, you know, it's and you know, other things like there was more to it that could be a good video game story. So this this one just falls short. Or doing something where it's like maybe if you buy like one version of the game, like it's a a consistently changing thing. Like each season would be like if they do a seasons of a game like that new Avengers game that's coming out for however bad or good that's going to be. It's this kind of persistent online thing where they're going to change missions and story stuff based on whatever their new quote unquote season is going to be right. Like a game season. Um, so what that would mean to me is like, maybe like for three weeks, they're going to have stuff where, you know, Modoc is the villain. And then following the next three weeks, it's going to be like Hydra is the villain or what have you. So if they did something similar to that for power Rangers, like you buy into that base game and you're like, if they do microtransactions or whatever, um, See, I hate that. But you're but say like you're you're getting free content for like your season. Maybe they do a season where it's like, okay, you're fighting Mighty Morphin stuff. Next season that they do, you're gonna fight Time Force stuff or like do Time Force related things and have access to those characters. I um, just want I just want a cartridge I can buy and not have to be connected to the internet to play a video game. Well, I know that's not the day and age. Tell you how companies make money, because it is not that. I know, I, I, but there is this big pushback against microtransactions and stuff. Oh yeah, like for sure. I, as very well there should be. Um, I think it's it's one thing where it's like if it's all cosmetics, like different skins for characters that exist. Like I'm not a fan of like 
again, if we're talking about the Avengers thing, like exclusivity to consoles, but like locking out characters entirely, I think is is bad form. Um, but maybe like if you're if your microtransaction is just like I have this suit for Spider-Man, um, you can pay money if you want it like that's a microtransaction I can be fine with because I don't need that stuff. But don't make it so I can't play as whatever characters, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, we're we're kind of like the companies are going to do what they're going to do. I'm happy we're still getting Power Ranger games up to this point. Um, I just hope that they do more. Yeah, I, I, I like I said, I, I would like something that's really narrative driven. Um, it, like beyond the grid. Beyond the Grid would have been a good video game because it would have given us, a, you know, classic Rangers, you know, and gameplay you could play with them. But then also you'd have they form into a new team of Rangers. You know, and it's and stuff you hadn't seen before, like you're fighting monsters and stuff that doesn't like you don't have to worry about people being like, well, this isn't like the show. You'd be like, right. OK, well, no, it's not. They've sh- they've shown that they can design uh, seasons and suits and stuff like that that are independent of the show. So I, I'd like to see them get involved and maybe they will in the future. Who knows? I don't know where Hasbro's stance is on that sort of stuff. So I guess that's it, right? That's all the... I mean, yeah, that's... I mean, aside from the Super Sentai stuff, um, but that's... This is pretty much what we got in America, um, for better or worse. So it's interesting. I Video games is one of the things that I love the most, uh, just in terms of my fandoms. So... I just probably should play more of these or not because I want to still like video games. I'm definitely going to revisit those, uh, uh, the SNES ones for sure. I think I'm going to rebuy Super Legends again. And uh, I'll probably play that a little bit more. But that it's sometimes like when a game gets too much talking to me, like constantly where I'm just like, I just want to play the game. Please stop telling me what to do all mm. the time. That's what I, that I think that was the thing with Super Legends. Like as I was just playing it before we started recording, I was like, ah, this was I think one of the issues I had where I was like, I don't want to be reading this much while I'm playing the game. I just want to play the game. <laughs> like I, I'm not that type of a video game person. I just I pick you know, games, not books. I just want it to be all like Mario. Okay, I just want Mario. Give me a Power Ranger with a mustache. Where are the plumbing Power Rangers? Well, that will do it, I think, for this episode. Those are those are all the Power Ranger games, like he's, like Ken said, that were available to us. I know that there were others that were made um, only in Japan um, and maybe other territories. I'm not sure. So I would say, please let us know what your favorite video games are. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, wherever. It's all Podcast Rangers. Send us an email, podcastrangers at gmail.com. Any of that stuff, I'd love to hear if you have your uh, favorite uh, Power Rangers video game, uh, one that we probably maybe we didn't give a fair shake to. Let us know. Um, and that will do it for this episode. Thank you, Ken. And uh, thank you, everyone out there for listening. And we'll be back with another episode of Podcast Rangers.